Welcome to Unlock Financial Independence, the number one financial independence podcast for physical therapists. I am your host, Matt McClanahan. Welcome back, my financially savvy physios. I am your host, Matt McClanahan, and thank you for joining me for another episode of Unlock FI, where I help physical therapists just like you unlock your path to financial freedom while working as a PT. If you're new to the channel, welcome. If you find this show valuable, I would love it if you subscribed and left me a review on Apple Podcasts. And for the new and old listeners alike, go ahead and subscribe to the once per month newsletter, which will be linked in the show notes for monthly tips on things like travel hacking, the state of student loans, listener wins, and more. On today's show, I wanted to give a recap of my student loan consultation that I just did with a company called Student Loan Planner. And uh, if if I think you would benefit from maybe a student loan consultation with the company. So, um, because there, there are other companies out there like Student Loan Planner, there is Fitbucks. Uh, I ultimately went with Student Loan Planner uh, just because I I listen to their podcast quite often and uh, I was drawn to them a little bit more. There's really no reason other than that. Um, but I think that if you are wondering and you're confused about the current state of your student loans, what, sh- what you should be doing right now, um, I would highly recommend it. Um, so maybe going through my my reasoning for getting this call will help you. So I broke this podcast down into what led up to me, what was my thoughts, why did I think, you know what, I need a student loan consultation. And then I'm going to talk about what the call was like during the call, what I found out from my own personal situation and how that may be able to help you, and then uh, what the process after the call was like. Because... In total, this the cost of the loan or the the consultation is not cheap. It was five hundred ninety five dollars. Um, but before you turn the podcast off, you can you'll hear that I will save quite a bit by taking this consultation. Okay, so let's kind of jump into it. Um, student, by the way, Student Loan Planner did not sponsor this podcast or anything like that. I just want to normalize getting these student loan consultations because I think that they can save you quite a bit of money and give you peace of mind so you can sleep better at night, okay? So leading up to the call, what made me think, boy, do I need a student loan consultation? Why, so I the couple, a couple reasons is there's something called the IDR waiver. So income-driven re, income driven repayment waiver. And that ends for submit. You can submit to get this waiver, but it ends at the end of 2023, December 31st, 2023. And once that deadline passes, you can no longer submit uh, and get on the waiver. Um, and so essentially what that is is Right now, I have, I don't know, 20-something loans, 15, 20-something different loans, and they all have different interest rates. Well, if you get on the waiver, essentially, they will make it just one specific interest rate. for. It'll consolidate all of your loans into one large loan, but still federal, right? Not into a private loan. It'll still be a federal loan. And then with that, They'll put put you on one percentage interest payment instead of you know one one payment being six point two percent and another being five point four, so on and so forth, right? So then the question is is 
well, why would you do that instead of having the option of having the different uh, loans that you can pay down? Well, one, I don't plan on paying down my loan. I do think I'm going to have to go for the forgiveness route because mine is so uh, large. And if you haven't listened to the other podcasts, I have about $162,000 in student loan debt right now. Um, but with the, the income-driven repayment waiver, what that does is, especially for us grad students, people who have gone through PT school, what this will do is when I graduated in undergrad, 2015, I believe, there was a period of uh, seven months that I was essentially paying on my student loans um, at that time. And then I got into PT school, forbearance, so on and so forth. Well, that seven months, what this will do is if you consolidate all of your loans, it will give you credit for your oldest loan that you've paid on. So essentially what that means is that I would, if I do this IDR waiver, I will save seven months of payments, right? Let's think about a different scenario. Say you went the non-traditional route and you went to undergrad, you took, let's call it three years off. Uh, say you, you, and you had, you took out loans when you were an undergrad, you took three years off. Maybe you did some other job before PT, but then you started getting your um, your courses out of the way. You go to PT school, you graduate, and now you're wondering if you should get the IDR waiver. Well, potentially, if you sign up for this, you could get backdated three extra years, right? And that would be huge because then your loans would be paid off three years sooner, right? So if this is at all confusing, something that you're more interested in, look up the ID our waiver consolidation. Um, and like I said, that ends here in about two months. So something to look into sooner than later to see how much of an impact it will benefit for you. It's going to give me seven months of benefit, uh, which doesn't sound like a lot, but if payments are $200 a month, $500 a month, like whatever it is, that's going to save you quite a bit. Other reasons leading up to the call that I wanted to know was if the new save plan that Biden administration just came out with is going to be right for me, or if I should stay on the pay plan, which uh, you will not be able to, excuse me, sign up for um, moving forward. So I'm currently on the pay plan. Do I should do I stay on that or do I switch over to the save plan? Right. And then for me also, I'm going to be um, leaving Austin. This is actually my last podcast I'm recording here. So a little bit bittersweet. And I will be uh, potentially doing a travel job, uh, doing travel PT, which I've talked about. But uh, in the off chance that I go back to a traditional PT job, I wanted to know if there was like this inflection point of income where it just financially makes more sense to do uh, a uh, one job versus the other. What, how, or do I need to know after I make you know a certain amount of money if it just makes more sense to pay my loans down versus going for forgiveness? And so that's what I was kind of looking for. Now, prior to the actual call, there was some there was information I needed to submit. There's something called an NSLDS file that you can get from the um, the studentaid.gov website, I believe. And it's really simple. They uh, Student Loan Planner walks you through how to get to that file, how to download it, how to submit it. It's really straightforward. So don't worry about that. And then they also wanted to know what I wanted to get out of the session. They wanted some background information, kids, married, all that type of stuff before. Um, so that's what I needed to submit. 
All right. So then during the call, what was that kind of like? I mean, I, I think I signed up in like August for my call and then I didn't have it until October for a time that worked for me. Uh, so really between that time, there was, there was nothing to do, right? Uh, there was no like interim, like emailing or anything with anyone. So pretty much from August until this October call, a lot of radio silence. Then the week of uh, leading up to it, there was a lot of reminders. And then the day of the call, uh, I had the, uh, my consultant was Jake Courtney, which funny enough, he also happens to be an Ohio state Buckeyes fan. So that was awesome to, uh, bond over on the call. And he came super prepared. Uh, he was fully knowledgeable. He was incredibly efficient, uh, using Excel, drawing up the scenarios that he and I, uh, that I asked about, uh, and he was able to do that on the fly. Um, it was really impressive. Uh, he answered all of my questions that I listed in prior to the call, um, plus more that came up on the call as well. And we actually, he actually went about 10 minutes at the end over at the end, which I felt really bad about, but, uh, I was also his last call of the day, but regardless, I did appreciate his thoroughness and taking that extra time with me. So something to point out. And then here's kind of what I found out on that call. So the IDR waiver, was it right for me? And it is. So I actually am going to switch, uh, or I am going to, uh, apply for that. And, uh, by apply, I mean, you, you just apply and then you, get it essentially. So I will be applying for that at the end of December, uh, for my particular scenario. And then when I, um, and then I, I'm going to do that at the end of December because currently the, my, my payments actually don't start until 2024. That's just the way the kind of cookie crumbled, so to speak. That's the way the dominoes fell. And so I'm actually on a $0 payment right now. And then in December, I'm going to uh, be unemployed because I'm going to be taking three months off of work. And so I'm going to apply for the IDR waiver. That is going to consolidate all of my loans into one uh, percentage uh, interest rate, right? I'm going to get that credit for those seven months of payments, essentially. And then because I'm not working, my payment will be $0 per month. Now, since I will, whenever you apply for the waiver, you're essentially recertifying your income. Because I will be recertifying that income, that is instead of having to, um, currently I don't have to recertify my income until August of 2024, but because I'm doing the IDR waiver in December of this year, 2023, I am going to have to recertify my income. So then my clock will essentially restart. So when I apply for the IDR waiver, I will also basically be having a payment again. Um, and so then the question is, is like, why would you, um, why would you do the IDR waiver if it's going to start, if you're going to actually have to start paying in January instead of in August of 2024? Well, here's the kicker. You own, once you recertify, you do not have to recertify your income for another year regardless, really regardless of if your income does change, right? So if I'm not working in December, my income is zero. And if I, I can certify income in a different way, but my income will be zero at that time. So my payments will also be zero and it will actually be zero until December of 2024 when I have to go recertify again and claim my salary that I made in the year of 2024. So 
I, I hope that makes sense. Uh, basically, because I'm not working, I'll recertify that I'll do the IDR waiver. Because I'm doing that, I do have to recertify my income. My income is zero at that time. So my payment should be zero. I don't have to recertify again until December of 2024. So pretty dope, right? Um, and then I also wanted to learn about the save versus pay scenario. And when Jake laid it out, it, the new save program that the Biden administration came out with is far and beyond better than pay for my particular case. Um, and so I will be switching into that whenever I do the IDR waiver. Now, there are potential risks with switching into save that you should be aware of and be okay with taking. For example, um, the if you switch into save, Biden is getting rid of the repay, um, the repay pl payment plan and transitioning everyone in repay into save. And so if he could very easily just make up a new program and make people get into it, another administration could very easily revert all of this, right? They could just get rid of the, um, they could get could get rid of save and then make everyone go back on repay. And when, if I had my calculator or my Excel sheet, repay is vastly higher and more costly than the save plan. And so the, the trick here is that if I switch into save and in 2024, someone gets into office that doesn't want save anymore and reverts everyone back to repay, well, by that time, the payment plan called pay that I'm currently in is going to be gone. The, you can't switch back into it, essentially. You're lo either locked in it or once you move out of it, you can't get back in it after I think of June of 2024. So there is a potential chance that I switch to save. Another administration gets rid of it and makes everyone go back to repay. And I can't get into pay and so I'm kind of locked into this repay option. And when you look at the charts, it's quite expensive uh, for a monthly payment and how much I'll be paying on the back end. Um, so I'm rolling the dice in a way, and I don't want it to sound that kind of scary. Um, and I'll get to that in just a second. But there is that there is a pro and con to switching into save. You have to assess your risk tolerance to that and make that decision yourself. And honestly, get with a student loan consultant to figure out uh, your specific scenario. So the reason I'm okay with taking this risk is that there's people on both the left and the right that have student loans, right? And so I know that generally the the republicans have been wanting to you know get student loans started and things like that but i don't know if they're willing to roll back the benefits because it only will hurt people uh if they roll get rid of save in the future and you don't want to piss off your constituents right um people on the left and right have student loans so if you get rid of it yeah you're going to you're going to screw over some people, some Democrats, but you're going to screw over Republicans as well. So I'm betting that politicians are going to politic and they're, they're not going to make things worse again for student loan borrowers because they know how many people have student loans in this country. Right. Uh, so I'm just betting on politicians doing the right thing, but you know, maybe that's also a bad call. Um, but I don't think they're going to make things worse. Right. Um, so then the question is, is like, okay, let's say the off chance that they do 
revert this and I am on repay, what will I do? Because there's some people doomsday scenario prepping for the worst case, right? Me being one of them. So here's my thoughts. If in the future, I the save plan is gone and they revert me to repay, I'm going to just roll with the punches and take in information at that time and make a decision based on the information at that time. I know that I personally can always make more money and I can grind it out. That's just in my personality. That's that's just who I am. Um, I don't have dependents, children, significant other that I have to worry about in this scenario. So I know my situation is slightly different. Uh, I can always try to find alternative revenue streams. My plans are to uh, potentially own a house hack where I'm renting out a portion of a home that I own. And I could even start my own business. I've done it in the past. I know I could do it again. Um, so if it does revert, I'm just going to roll with the punches and figure out what to do on, on the fly at that time. Uh, it's just I'm willing to take that risk right now for the savings currently. Um, and yeah, so that's what I will do. And uh, the other thing is that uh, I found out was how to kind of analyze a, a travel job, which is going to have more tax-free implications versus a W-2 job. And so at some point, um, you know, say say I found a job that let's uh, hypothetically pays 200000 right? Because I make so much, I do have to pay more towards save, but it's still a proportion of my income. So, you know, if I'm paying $2,000 a month in my student loans, I make 200000 a year. That is a certain percentage of that income. Well, if I am making, uh, let's, you know, on paper, significantly less at a travel job, uh, and by on paper, I mean the tax, uh, what they will tax with travel jobs, um, it's also going to be a percentage. My save payment is going to be a percentage of that that uh, income that I have to claim for taxes, right? And so at some point, there's going to be a different, there's going to be this inflection where it's like these these jobs are essentially equivalent. You know, with the travel job, you're paying 1% of your income per month to student loans. And with this $200,000 per year job, you're paying 1%, right? So it's all it's proportional, if that makes sense. But if I'm... Um, if I'm working a $200,000 per year job and 1% of my payments goes towards student loans and then I work a travel job and let's say half a percent is going towards student loans, well, then I'm keeping more of my own money working a travel job uh, than if I am working a $200,000 per year job, if that makes sense. That's a little hard for me to communicate. Maybe it's because I haven't fully wrapped my head around how to fully analyze that. But if you do have questions, uh, reach me on Instagram and we can chat more about that. Um, but my plan is to talk to the student loan consultant in the future if I'm ever needing to analyze those scenarios more in detail. So then post-call, what happened after I got off the call? I got the Excel documents that uh, Jake went over with, uh, over with with me on the call. Uh, I got a detailed follow-up email with action items on things that I need to do. And then I also have 12 months of follow-up support as I need. So I can email them at any time that I need them, okay? So in summary, the cost of the consult was set $595, but I have a potential savings of anywhere from $6,000 to $100,000 just by taking this, this student loan consult uh, consultation call. So then the question is how? 
well, the IDR scenario is right for me. So that's going to save me seven months of payments on the back end, which can be around is, or is about to be around $6,000 in and of itself. That seven extra months on the back end of payments will be more because I will be making more in the future. And so that is minimum should save me about 6,000. Now, if I do travel PT for the full time that I'm paying student loans instead of a W2 W two job, it could be a savings of up to a hundred thousand uh, dollars, because if I if you work more or if you uh, excuse me if you work a higher paying job, you are going to have a higher student loan payment. So then more money being paid out to student loans over the next let's say twenty years of paying. Okay. So there are potential risks. I might not have access to the pay program any longer. And if save reverts to the repay in the future, um, the process was very simple. And maybe that's because my situation is less complex. You know, for instance, I'm, I'm not married. I have no kids. Um, it, and it's quite certain that I'm going to have to go that forgiveness route. Okay. And I felt that I had all of my questions answered fully and to my level of understanding. So my only critique, if I have a critique, I do think that because we only had one hour, uh, Jake moved quite quickly through everything. Uh, so the speed at which the session moved was fine for me, but I could see how it could be overwhelming information for someone less versed, maybe in student loans, the terminology, finances, uh, stuff like that, right? Uh, so that would be my like only critique. But that being said, Jake could have uh, realized my level of understanding and spoke to that uh, uh, immediately. Maybe he picked up on that. The other thing is that it, it's not a big deal if you, uh, I don't want you to be deterred because you feel like you'll be overwhelmed. You have 12 months of email support. You can always just email, get your questions answered if, if something pops up in the future, right? It, I do. I don't want that to deter you guys. So it's a very minor critique. I still uh, would highly recommend getting a student loan consult. And uh, I I have the template. So I feel like I have a template for the Excel docs uh, when I go for my job search to kind of run numbers and see and get an idea of what my student loan obligation will be. Cool. So in sum, go get yourself a student loan consultation. If you're at all confused with what you should be doing, um, moving forward, if your situation changes, if you get married, if you have kids, because that can change a lot of stuff and you just want to be prepared. We don't know what we're doing with these student loans. The government doesn't know what they're doing with these student loans. So get yourself a professional who can help you walk, walk through all this. And I really enjoyed my process with student loan planner. So that's all I got for you guys today. Don't forget to subscribe to the monthly financially savvy physio newsletter where I send out travel rewards, hacks, financial info specific to PTs and follow me on Instagram and YouTube. Unlock FI Rehab on all platforms. Until next time, y'all. Peace.